0: Hello, our good friends. Welcome to episode 7 of Revival Don't Mess with the Metro. I am joined here today by the usual gang with Dan, Andy, and Matt as well. Gentlemen, it is now the month of May, and I would like to ask you a very common question. How has this past week been for you all?
1: I've been in class. It's pretty solid. I'm enjoying that aspect very much. It's really nice to just be able to go to work and then come home from work and not have to Focus on my uh schoolwork after. So, yeah, definitely enjoyable to just veg out post work now.
0: We'll be in that situation in a couple days. So, writing it, writing it down, writing it down.
1: Let's throw out a number out
2: here real quick. Um, thirty-seven, which is actually more than halfway that we are in uh this quarantine abstinence from the. ethane drinking competition or whatever you guys want to call that uh, basically uh, Andy was wrong, Matt's about to be wrong Ian you're about to nail it on the head, we are working
0: ethane competition incredible bro. gotta pay attention brother
3: um, honestly I'm starting to get a little tired of it but <laughs> we'll keep rolling with our heads down and finish it off good to hear, good to hear
0: Well, in the past week, uh, news went out that uh, the NHL is uh, considering uh, moving the draft into early June, given the circumstances right now, and sort of changing up how the uh, draft lottery works. And I personally have been rather confused by what in the world the NHL is trying to do here. One thing I'll say is I understand moving it to early June, considering they might be playing into July or whatnot, if they don't get this done now, they'll never get it done later. But I also was very confused on how they were working the lottery and whatnot and how they were changing much. So clearly a uh, interesting move on the uh, league's part, but they might know more than I do.
3: Yeah, I just think it's pretty dumb to have a, a draft without final standings. I know... There's a good argument of like still having events to keep the NHL relevant during the quarantine and capitalizing on like the NHL draft would be the big event of the day. But I just don't understand how you're going to have a draft say the Buffalo Sabres get the number seven pick and then they make the playoffs in two weeks. And no, I don't think the Buffalo Sabres can make the cup, but if you have a 2014 playoff, and the Buffalo Sabres go and go into the third round while the Rangers get the 13th pick and get left out of a 24-team playoff, I just don't understand how that's fair. So how do you have a draft without having final standings?
2: 100%. 100%. And if you, however you're going to do the draft order, you're going to have to figure out the playoff system from there. If you're having 24 teams, whatever the draft order is, you have to
0: have the top 24 in in that case, at least my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, do one or the other don't make the playoffs so damn big if you're gonna have like this many teams eligible for the number one overall pick and i do understand doing this sort of like soon rather than if like the off season this time this season is in september because of kids being in school or like if they're starting out with their like new clubs for the year or whatnot You know, it's like baseball does their draft in the middle of the season. Maybe it's like the NHL has to do the same thing here, and it's just simply super inconvenient. But, yeah, you guys totally uh, nail it with the uh, lottery implications in the playoff teams, and really just comes back all to how the heck they're doing these playoffs. Like, you're going to have this many teams, and it's an odd way of uh, taking it all out.
1: This is where I'd like to throw in my hottest take yet. Um,
0: Here we go.
1: My idea for this would be, what if they just decide to have the draft to scrap the rest of the playoffs and then start in October when they can get everything situated, like do another training camp or whatever in September and preseason games there, start off in October with the standings they have right now just do a continued 2019 to 2021 super season that way we own all the players that like the bad teams in the bottom of the um that would have missed the playoffs and everything all the lottery teams they would just pick up whatever players they can get we would have free agency where like players can decide all right do i want to leave a team that's like ripe for the cup right now or do i want to stay on a team that can possibly get me a cup and maybe take like just a bridge deal at this point or don't want to sign a big contract. Like it, It'll just throw the whole world on its head. But it's the kind of chaos that in this situation, I think we're basically, that'd be the best feasible situation for the league to just decide we're going to scrap it, have all this stuff happen, like give up on the league this year, and then run from there.
0: So what you're saying is there's basically no summer with Stanley for whoever might win the cup.
1: Well, I'm saying that we wouldn't have the cup awarded this year we'd uh, have it awarded next year. It would be 2019 to 2021. So 2019, 2020, and 2020 to 2021. Instead of just having two seasons, we have a full season of this going down.
0: Well, if they start in October, isn't that just a regular 82-game schedule for like yeah, the yeah,
1: 28th? 20- and like, don't throw out, don't do a
3: playoffs this year and just add the points onto next year. Exactly. Uh, hmm. So yeah, it would be like 100... I think we're 70 games in, so it'd be like 150 game season.
1: <laughs> Bingo! Get me that chaos of a 150 game super season that would have like step aside, two ba- years. step aside baseball. Well, yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be an insane combination. Like it's basically that would be my highest take that what, of what they can really roll with. That that'll still financially be sound for them because they'll have all the offseason stuff. They won't have to worry about shortening next year also, and in addition to this year. It'd be their best bet basically.
2: Yeah, well you better legalize rushing gas then, because the players are gonna freaking need it to get through the damn season.
1: Well they have this off Yeah. They're, yeah. This is an extended off for them. If we do this, I really kinda ahead, like this
3: idea. I might be on this.
1: Exactly. It's a way to have it's uh, they this season doesn't get lost and they don't have to worry about screwing over next season. Because next season will also be this season. And that way, it has the implication of this season being important. Next season is just as important, if not even more, because there are teams already in the race. And even the bubble teams could definitely still be able to go on a run or fall down into like oblivion.
3: Yeah, I feel like the only team this wouldn't work for is Detroit. Because Detroit's obviously not Cat. Maybe... Yeah, no, I I think, I mean, yeah, you're probably throwing out Detroit and then you're just having, like, Detroit well, screwed, Detroit, but everyone else still has a chance if they play well enough.
1: Well, yeah, even Detroit, like, they might be screwed for next year as far as, uh, like, if they wanted to make a playoff run next year, but mm-hmm. they'll still get a really good draft pick this year, and they'll be in line to have the first uh, overall pick next year as well, or at least be yeah. high draft. Uh, so, go back it'll to help back them. It. Yeah, they so, could really... So, why would they go... I'm sorry, go ahead, Ash it's basically like they win the draft lot. We still have the draft this year based on the standings as they are right now and everything. And then you can do trade. We reopen the trade things, uh, the trade block, so that we can have trades. Cause that's the other thing. There's not going to be trades in this current um, scenario during the draft, which is stupid, but anyways, you can still uh, still have trades and everything go down. Then you can have um, free agency still go down. And this is the case where like players, like let's say, um, I think Tori Krug is a free agent at the end of the year for the Bruins. He can decide do I want to stay in Boston and try and get them a cup or do I want to go somewhere else knowing that Boston's still in line to get a cup and I'm just chasing the money? And either way, it's perfectly fine, but it adds that other flair to it where it's like, you know what? We got to go ahead and consider that. And they have all off season to train and everything, get still back into shape, get like training camp started in September. Because we don't have to worry about like a rush training camp that we would have had to next year if it's um, a shortened season and everything. We still have all of the uh, all that we can to get like everything lined up for another great run, and it would still be like great for the league itself because they have already they can start off and say you know here's what we have so far. All these storylines are continuing like great players on the uh, young stars are like emerging and other players are like starting to tail into their careers. Yeah. You basically have all sorts of stuff they can follow with it, that it doesn't have to be stopping the season right now and just like going into a cup when it was ramping towards a really good finale of the season. It doesn't have to be continuing the season after like this whole hiatus and then going into a cup and then next year having a shortened um, off season for them.
2: Well how does that yeah. how do contracts get affected
3: then? Your contract goes right? straight. Like if your contract expires, your contract expires. It exactly. makes the team have to re sign the players and stuff. So Basically two seasons gonna
2: in one record that's gonna be continuous based on different UFAs potentially. So like a yeah. guy I don't know, who are we talking about? Like for example, Saint Louis. Saint Louis is gonna be losing two of their top D men, if I'm not mistaken, to the UFA. So they're gonna have to re-sign those guys.
1: Yeah. Essentially, yeah. The same way that, like, if they would have cut them midway through a season or something, or if they would have been put on waivers and someone else picked them up. I think the only thing you have to
3: fix here is you have to play. Everyone has to even out their games. Like, the Rangers have 20 uh 72 games and the Islanders have, like, 70. So the Islanders will have to make up those games somehow. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I don't think it's not the worst option I've heard.
1: Honestly, at this point, I feel like it's one of the more feasible ones that would make it even for everything. Like it would be the yeah. most even way. Cause otherwise you're someone's going to like any of the other propositions, someone's going to get screwed. So this way you still have, it's still good for like the players that or the teams that were going to be in the chase for a the cup. They don't get screwed out of a cup run. It's good for the teams that were tanking and stuff. They don't get screwed out of a good draft pick. It's good for the teams that were in the bubble that they don't get screwed out of either, making the play, like, having that prove me sort of last couple of weeks of the season.
0: Are you saying that Detroit would play 82, 82 meaningless games?
1: Well, Since I mean, yeah,
3: motivated? but didn't they weren't they doing that this year, basically?
1: <laughs> yeah, they've already committed to one tank. They might as well go for a second, go for broke, and really try and, you know, do what the Penguins did in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. do what the Blackhawks did. Keep trying to ramp up those draft picks until, one, especially then next year, they would have Lafrenier play a, uh, what's it called? Um, a mulligan sort of season that he can groom him at their own pace. They can groom all their other players. And then in 2021, they'd have an, another great player to start with. They'd be set.
0: So it's like they've tanked for one draft already, and then they would basically be tanking for this one as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It helps so, the teams that are so it's, tanking. It helps.
0: It's basically two seasons in one. Exactly yeah. the super season. So you're trying to like keep you're trying to like keep the stats and whatnot together, and like the standings or whatnot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to see Connor McDavid 225 point uh, super season. <laughs> Seriously, it would be just a perfect. I feel like it's the most opportune way to make sure that everything gets uh, allocated as right as, as properly as it should. Like it's not gonna mess any one individual team over or it's not gonna mess a group of teams over like this would now where teams that are on the bubble of contention are missing out teams that are at the bottom seed they're not gonna have three draft uh what's called three lottery picks they're only gonna have one and um teams that are at the top they might not be able to make a cup run then whereas this way they still have the full season to garner everything to get that cup run but now this whole break would have really thrown off their mojo
0: wouldn't they, like, use up a year of their contracts during this, like, basically halftime of the super season, And in other words, have to, like, totally rebuild their team as if it was, like, a brand new season anyways?
1: Well, wouldn't they have already, if they were going for broke for this year, then they can still be able to throw, like, deals at teams saying, hey, look, we are a, like, the Bruins could say, hey, look, we're array at 100 points. Do you want to stay for another year at this amount and then try free agency next year? Or do you want to just leave free agency and then the player would have to decide, do I want to stay knowing that the team is already primed for a cup run? Or do I want to go to another team that's only in the middle of the pack and could fall mm-hmm. off?
3: The only problem this doesn't solve is like conditional picks. Like what if you traded for like someone and then there's still going to be a free agent. Yeah, what happens? So, like, I But mean, I mean, that's a solution that no one's going to figure out. So like,
1: yeah, that I was, gonna be, think that was... That's a pretty good idea. I feel like that one would have to roll over, like conditional stuff, especially tough conditions, where it's like if they make it past the second round, or if they make it past the third round, if they make the playoffs, that would have to roll over to the uh, next. To the super, um, yeah. Exactly. Just the, or the
3: pick it, becomes twenty twenty one draft, and then the conditions are exactly. over.
1: Well, I would say like the condition would just become that draft. Like if it was they trade a uh, first and a second, then well, no, yeah, you're right. The pick because would you can't draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's basically the only way, like those conditions would move over. Otherwise the draft itself, that would actually make also the draft more interesting because this year all the teams would have a chance to like be able to draft whatever they need. Like at least the ones that basically were given a shot and stuff, would be able to draft like the player that they need to maybe they can go like a win now draft or like trade that draft pick to someone that is obviously rebuilding and then use that player that's rebuilding to be able to make a run and that sort of stuff it yeah it would make like trades a lot more fun it would because otherwise the the what was proposed now where they said that like they wouldn't be able to do trades and everything that defeats the purpose of draft day like trades always happen on draft day you can't just not have trades there exactly we know that like the trade deadline passed but it's like
0: you're getting to the draft now that's when it's technically supposed to be off season exactly it's like are you sticking to the script or not (laughs)
1: Yeah, you gotta reopen the draft pool and let that, or the trade, uh, reopen the trade market and let that keep going. Like otherwise, that's that's why that that's basically the main thing of this one. It would reopen the trade market. That would help everyone again because that way, if Boston does, or if a to, if a top tier team like the uh, Lightning lose a good player, they can trade for someone still in the interim because they'll still have that trade capital.
3: Yeah, and it ability. also fixes a problem of like. You have like the Islanders, so the Islanders are obviously going to sign Sorokin, and like, what if he's their number one goalie? Goalie, like, when this, he would technically be able to play in the like playoffs this year, but that's not really fair because he wouldn't be playing in the playoffs if it wasn't for coronavirus. But now that it's like a two-year season, he would could be on the team next year. So, like... and then also injuries, like you have like Chris Kreider wouldn't have came back for the Rangers this year or he may have came back for like the playoffs but he would have missed a lot of the playoff run so now like if he comes back for the playoffs is that really fair to the teams that like didn't have injuries that like i think it does even yeah, a lot of stuff out
1: yeah look at like the uh, jackets a lot of their players were injured and now they're coming back healthy like by the they were have been all healthy by uh i think end of may early june and that's basically what we're looking at, like. For this recovery, or, yeah, yeah, when this starts, Jake Gensel was going to be, is now basically healthy enough, or should be healthy enough at this point. Um, Yeah, he was going to be able to make a run, and now the Penguins, like, otherwise, they might not have even made past the first round without Gensel because they were struggling down the stretch for a couple of weeks here. So, yeah, this is, like, that's why I figured this is the most efficient way for all the teams to be able to make a run. Yeah, it would
3: almost be like golf where they have, like, you have like a point standings and then your and I think NASCAR does this too. And then like your playoffs are like it's like you even if you win the event, you don't automatically win. Like the number one team next season might not automatically win the president's trophy because like Boston has an advantage of the whatever. So I think it'd be pretty interesting. I think it's one of the better solutions to like keep everything as normal as possible. Cause you brought up another good point. So what are you gonna do when you're playing the Stanley Cup in August? You can't start the next. You can't start next season in October after playing a Stanley Cup in August. So like exactly. next, if you go back to playing this year, next season's automatically gonna be screwed up.
1: Yeah, that's why it'll really ruin like training camps next year. It'll really cut into. Uh... All the other stuff, like, and this way you still allow for the fact that fans are going to be there. It'll also make the, more revenue for the uh, NHL, totally. so to speak, because if they resume the season this year, there's no bringing the fans back until next season. Like, they're going to have the playoffs pretty much with no fans. And this way, at least, you still have the fans coming to the games and stuff because they'll get it all figured out by October, hopefully. If not, then that's just even more dire than. This, but yeah, it, like by October, they should be able to have fans come back. And at that point, we're basically ready for like revenue spikes again.
0: Well, that also touches on a point. If they wound up like restarting the season in July and then like going into September and then sort of making the season permanently from like, you know, December to September and sort of basically play during the uh, quote unquote like average days of uh, baseball Uh, I guess how would you guys feel about that considering it's a winter sport but this would also take place during a time where not too many leagues are in play I think you'll be able to get more like you get more back-to-backs in
2: and plus who's to say you couldn't have an 80 game schedule one year
0: That's I mean, that's certainly true. I was I was was just pointing out the suggestion. It's like, hey, what if they just said, screw it, we're going to make the season December to September now.
2: Well, you could have it end. you could have a season end in starting in what, December. You could end it in maybe August if you end up running a five game series into two sevens.
3: Um, I don't know, bro. Do you really want to be playing hockey in Los Angeles in July? Like that's what I'm curious about. It's well, 110 it out. The ice is going to be terrible. To go out to that though.
2: With the warmer weather, you're going to get a lot more people willing to go out. Yeah, but
0: who's I,
1: it's the about the, the, quality ice quality of the ice condition.
0: Ice conditions is one uh, downside.
1: Also, I'm not going to lie. Once like the Rangers are knocked out of, out of the playoffs and April rolls along, I'm looking to the Yankees. Like, I'm not going to lie. I would look more at baseball than I would at hockey. So hockey has to go from competing with basketball, which, yeah, they're both, like, you, you still have those intermittent times where one is playing and then the other one isn't. And, like, you can watch two teams from, you can, like, be a fan of two teams or a fan of a team in each one of those sports. And you can have, like, rare times that it overlaps. Whereas if you have to go hockey into baseball, then it overlaps so much because baseball is played pretty much every day of the week. Like it's, it's, you're going to be, you're really going to be competing with a even tougher market than with than basketball produced, which in and of itself is a tough market, but yeah, it's, you're really going to be like in a tough market or a tough way there. If you have to go from December to, um, September because also not only that you have to think about December you're going to that's you're going to be competing with uh the uh what's upcoming bowl season and the NFL playoffs January you have to cut all right the NFL's ramping up for the playoffs January you have to compete with the NFL playoffs February you have to compete with the um well that's pretty much the best time for hockey because that way you don't have to worry about it but like those first couple of months whereas and you have
3: college basketball in February
1: exactly yeah that's but even then, like hockey at that point has already reached like a point in the playoffs where fans that are like really diehard into it, their team's doing really good, they're going to be keep tuning into those games. Whereas if this is just still the beginning of the season, it's not like you're already committed to the season already. You're only just beginning the season where you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll tune in, I'll see how they do in a couple of weeks. Like, fans that are the more casual fans wouldn't be like as inclined to watch it in that situation as opposed to just having it regularly from october to june
3: you're also the nba is talking about like they were talking about this before coronavirus even happened going to december start for their season so that would be perfect for hockey because hockey is going to be like the main sport to watch in like the months of november and like um what other and Like, obviously, December is kind of, you're talking football, but that's really the weekend. So, during the week, what are you watching during December if the NBA doesn't start until Christmas? So, I feel like that would be a good opportunity for hockey to, like, take the main stage, and you're going to miss that if you aren't playing then. That is a great insight. Like,
0: if one, I was going to say, if, like, one league, it's like, if they did that, then it would certainly be smart for the NHL to not follow suit. Yeah. (laughs) For real. But it's like, suppose they were to be the one league that jumped into that move. Like, yeah, you're competing against college basketball in the NFL playoffs, but they always have been. And if you're not playing in October, November, it's the peak days of college football. So like, which, although that's only on one day, whereas in July and August, baseball's every day. But that's also sort of the time. It's also the time where, like you said, like some fans might not be. Totally ingested into their teams until like September for something for baseball. So July and August might be sort of more of an opportunity to like be able to choose between one or the other. And it's like they'll play like they might watch baseball on days that their teams are not playing, and then do hockey on the days that their team is
3: playing. So like, and this also could be an attendance problem because, I mean, let's call. I'll be honest here as a Ranger fan. Like we do have a reputation of like. A lot of our crowd is like just people who like enjoy New York and like just want to be at MSG and like, or they're on a business trip or something. Like that. They're at a business meeting, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you have so much, so many sports, like you have baseball every night, where like the you could just take the client to the Mets game, or like that's a lot of competition for the fans too. So that could be an attendance problem.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Also, you have to compete with a sports venue that's basically on average three times the size of a hockey venue. Like
2: Mm -hmm. a
1: hockey arena is much smaller than a baseball stadium. And given the difference between if it's going to be a really nice day out, going outside to a baseball park or baseball field or going inside, like it's a lot more often, exactly. More often than not, you're not going to want to go in with like uh, a t-shirt and shorts into a uh, arena an ice rink. Like, you'd rather go to a baseball like, stadium.
2: I mean, if I may play devil's advocate here for a second, bring up two things. One, Matt, you just said that most people will only come to New York for like business trips and all that. Very, very true. There's a reason why it's called the suits. But don't you think if competing priorities came up, the aftermarket ticket prices would go down and thus be able to drive more true fans to get into the crowd? So that way, if ticket prices drop 40 50 bucks for upper deck tickets at MSG down to 60 people might still think that that's a little expensive depending on where you are, but it might be more reasonable for somebody to say, you know what, I have that money, I'll go to this game tonight. You're going to have more people go into that. And you're also able to fill up a stadium now on a Tuesday night, whether it's at MSG, City Field, or Yankee Stadium. Because let's be real, a Tuesday night game... When the Yankees are hosting the D-backs, you're not going to have many people there. When the Mets are hosting the Twins, you're not going to have many people there. That's just the way that it is. It's kind of tough to bring in a crowd. But you tend to see these hockey arenas still getting rather full, regardless of what day of the week it is, especially in the wintertime. And you might be able to say that it might be because that there's nothing else going on. But I think the competing priorities will drive those ticket prices down, and people's biggest complaints are ticket prices. So if those ticket prices go down, would you be more inclined to go and make that trip down to the stadium to go?
3: Yeah, but here's to your point is that you just said exactly what I'm saying is MSG, hockey games at least, are going to be filled no matter what. So the league's just losing that $60 revenue of having selling in a ticket at $100 versus $50. It may be good for me that and that you don't who don't can play play. now like,
2: that's the aftermarket This Well, the
3: Rangers work. are.
2: No, the aftermarket will. For people on StubHub.
3: Well, I mean, taking...
1: Yeah,
3: yeah but the Rangers sold. are still going to have to... I... All
1: right, so yes for to a know. team like I mean... the uh, Rangers and even the Leafs and everything, the Canadians, like those big markets, they're not going to be hurt by this. They're, they'll still make money. Like They'll still fill their stadiums. They're going to make money. This will really mess up, though, the smaller markets, because let's say... You could be in um, Arizona and you can have either going to the Diamondbacks or the Coyotes. Either way, fans are going to be split there and that will really mess up both. And both of them are struggling with attendance as is. Go down to Florida. They're both uh, the uh, Miami Marlins and Florida Panthers. They're at the bottom perennially. Even like, I mean, this would really mess up certain markets because of the fact that they built themselves on that niche of having, like St. Louis might even be thrown off a little bit because they built themselves to have baseball in the summer and or from spring to summer to fall, then hockey from fall to winter to spring. Like, it's just, it's cyclical. And throwing it off like that, it, you never know. Like, I mean, some t- some places it would work for it, some might even be benefit from this. Like, uh, Carolina might even somehow find a way to benefit from this. But the other ones, like, that have more teams, they're going to – this is not going to help them out. I just – I feel like it's not going to be of benefit to a lot of them.
0: And, like, I mean, yeah, you totally nail, hit the nail on the coffin there If the small market teams. Like, they're already struggling enough with attendance. It's like the competition between one and the other, especially for fans who – love just their hockey in the winter and then their summer in the I mean their baseball in the summer (laughs) they're gonna be pretty conflicted you know and it's not every they don't they don't feel like they have to make those choices but again like what we're all thinking about is just simply hypothetical and my guess is that they're probably not going to do something like that in fact I personally think they're just gonna wind up canceling the rest of the season and like maybe like several weeks time and then just like start up again in October. But the hypotheticals are certainly fun to talk about. I mean, you, you, your point about a super season, imagine an NFL, imagine an NFL season, an NFL super season. That was like, what, 30 games or something that like yeah.
3: span. I think yeah, though hockey's the one sport this could work in because it's so competitive. The, whereas like the NBA, you can't do it. There's so many teams that tank every year in um, yeah, like a football clear same of thing. three or four times. like basically I don't I don't remember the NFL standings but I'm pretty sure the Saints were like 14 and two they would and like the Giants are like two and 14 they can't like or I don't, the Giants probably were like four and something I don't yeah, really I think remember the 12 I think yeah 12, but like the Giants four, would have no shot of catching the Saints whereas like in hockey the only team really out of it would be Detroit and maybe Boston would be, like, already in good shape, but they're not too, too far ahead of everyone. So I think yeah. hockey, with the parity in the league, is the one team that can survive it. And if you're saying that you're just going to cancel this season, why not? Like, then this season just had no value at all. It's just a waste of a year, so why not just keep the the seeds
0: I do. Oh, no, I do totally agree with you. But like what I was just saying earlier was just sort of my like gut prediction, more so. Yeah.
3: No, I
1: agree. No, I understand. But like, yeah, the musings that we keep hearing, it's definitely leaning towards that they're just going to cancel the rest of the season and just go right into the playoffs. But they're just trying to figure out when they can start the playoffs. And in that case, that's really going to just, that's the problem, though. It's going to be shafting so many teams that that's why I figure like continuing the season would still allow all those teams what they were aiming for. The teams that were tanking would ultimately get a chance to tank and then do so twice over. The teams that were making a run would still get a chance to make a run, but even beef their team up even more. Ten, teams that were in the middle, that they can decide, do we think that we're going to tra- like go for broken or go even further, double down in 2020, 2021? Um, 20, 20, or do we want to decide to like cut our losses, trade away to the t- to the teams that are going on a run, and try and like uh, rebuild on the fly knowing that those teams high up are really desperate at this point it would make for a nice buyer's market It make for or a seller's market it would really it, that's why i figure it'd be like a really great way to like reassess things basically and somehow get some sort of controlled chaos so to speak you also
0: totally forget the part that like TV revenues is kind of what's really keeping the whole season alive in the first place, just because like they can really can make money off of them. It's I mean, point in point in touch. It's also one of the reasons why like they're probably gonna wind up having college football season, but just simply with half fans, just because like they can make money their money's worth off of TV revenues. Simply, whereas like sort of like the smaller leagues that you're hearing about, like smaller baseball leagues that have already been, like, canceled for the summer, if it's, like, junior leagues or certain, like, minor leagues or whatnot, it's, like, like they're basically strapped for cash. They can't just, like, do things in front of no fans. They would run out of money just, like, instantly and whatnot. So that's why you're sort of only really seeing these no fans hypotheticals with, of course, the major sport leagues and uh, the high-revenue college sports.
2: Well, I mean, if you think about it overall, at most, how many games do teams have left to play? Twelve. So if teams have, we'll say, 15 games max, that would be a game every other day to get one month's worth in, right? Yes. Stanley Cup playoffs last what? Two months, roughly? With this extended break that they're having right now. They skate for a couple of days. You're telling me that you can't find a way to condense down the Stanley Cup playoffs because, again, they're going to be playing quite a few games. But with already a break in between, why couldn't you condense it down and make it— Do more back-to-back. Instead of a a 2-2-1-1-1, you make it a 2-3-2 like baseball has and a travel day in between. All games would be done within nine days, and you don't stagger.
0: It's possible. if,
2: if If you do stagger, you do all Eastern Conference games starting on the Monday all Western conference starting on a Tuesday or two Eastern conference on a Tuesday, two Western, like you go two and two on each for the first round. It's, it's not impossible. And if these guys are getting the time off right now, who's to say they couldn't
0: play four games in five days. Maybe in the first, like maybe in up? the first two rounds, like totally it's possible. It could catch up to them by rounds like three and four, but no, there's like, it's, the it's, 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 an, it's an experiment. It's something we haven't a, seen before. We don't know.
2: Yeah. And once you hit Eastern and Western Conference Finals round three, Eastern Conference Finals on a Monday, Western Conference Game One on Tuesday, Eastern Conference Game Two on one day, Western Conference Finals on the next day. And that's when you go every other day. Every other, yeah. Oh, and if oh,
0: wanna, yeah. I was gonna, gonna say to first be, two rounds, like you could totally do back to back at first, and then by round three and four, it's like there might be, a, there could be a bit more wear and tear, possibly, some guys might be like out of shape, and there's sort of like struggling to finish towards the end or whatnot and just resume to the uh, old format schedule oh and another thing when you have the sailing Cup final unless you're flying coast to coast you don't need three you don't need two off days in between games when the teams are traveling I mean, it's it's like like for example if if Boston was playing Colorado or something or, I don't know, maybe you might need two days in between possibly. But um, That's I don't I don't Stanley have much Cup. of a word you on just- it. I've never been in that position before, so I can't really speak on it. The
2: Stanley Cup you can reassess, but if it's within
1: Yeah, for like Eastern Conference Finals or something, or Western Conference Finals, they're like basically close together. You don't need to go that far route. Like
0: they'll stick to the norm like they've always done, just like yeah. one day in between. It's the Stanley Cup final where they've like in the past several so couple of years have spread it out. I think like it, Chicago, might, it might be a Chicago's playing thing. LA,
2: that's a thing. Like if Chicago's playing LA, and again, LA wouldn't make it, but Fair. that's one way you got to reassess. But if the Rangers are playing the Devils, <laughs> like again, the Devils won't make it. But being reasonable here, yeah, going across the Hudson, who's to say you're gonna you're gonna wake up, you're gonna have your game day ritual, you're gonna hop into a bus and go. Mm-hmm. You, you did it when you were 14 years old. Your body's now a lot stronger, a lot more in condition than mm-hmm. when you were. At fourteen, who's to say you couldn't do that now, especially with rest. And again, I understand that these players are human. Mm-hmm. They're not just figments for us Horrible. to go out and just be yeah. entertained. So that has to be taken into account, but who's to say that that couldn't happen?
0: No, not at all. They would uh I mean the only thing I like, go in against up against them is that the game they're playing is a lot faster and more physical than in their younger days, but it's totally possible. If you play like a three day weekend tournament, you play like four games in three days or whatnot <laughs> in your youth days again like i said the game wasn't as fast then but <laughs> it's quite some wear and tear i mean there are days where i race a 5k one day and embrace the 3k the next and like that is challenging i will say <laughs> well figuring out our uh draft talk uh we would like to uh pass the mic over to andy for the usual life lesson of the week and see what he has up on his repertoire
1: well folks if i've taught you anything it's this when you gotta go hang out with your friends and uh hang out outside make sure that at all times you have a spare uh fold-up chair in your car I'm not saying that i made the mistake of not having one but I'm just saying someone that we may know may have had a really dew-induced wet ass to drive home with. So not exactly the funnest uh, trip after that weekend. Still, though, make sure you go ahead and bring a spare chair and enjoy the outside because it's been nice the past couple day, except for today and yesterday, which were just garbage. But this past weekend was mad awesome.
0: I feel like I can totally relate to the... Uh chair part necessarily just because there have been times where i've like stood outside of my friends for some time and now i don't want to make it sound like i'm like out of shape or whatnot i get tired of like standing for like hours and hours on end like either i either would want to be sitting or just like moving around for whatever reason it is like yeah i that's a uh that's a very good lesson to uh bring a folding chair wherever you go
2: that's one thing I think everybody should kind of have is like some sort of like emergency kit and add a chair into that. <laughs> you never know if your car is going to like break down or something because knowing how this is going, Andy's going to have some life lesson about like, well, if you've learned anything, make sure your car doesn't break down in negative 20 degree weather in the middle of I-80 in the middle of bumfuck Pennsylvania with only <laughs> 20 miles away.
0: Yeah, but then that's when your mommy says, bring a winter coat, sweetie. I wouldn't refer you as
1: my mommy, but sure, let's go with <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, today was a uh, short episode, today, whatnot, but uh, I feel like we touched some uh, very great points on the uh, draft and uh, loads of hypotheticals that I believe is totally in all of yours' mind, uh, easily as much as ours. And so we're really happy to share those with you. And, uh, we hope you uh, guys enjoyed our show, and we hope you guys have a very great day. Enjoy it. Peace. Mm-hmm.